Does it, okay, got a good question. I like this three minutes Todd's given me. I got to ask you this. Do you think that having her on, because she's funny too, right? Wendy can be funny. So it's not like we're getting some, you know, dusty old lady on there talking about something boring. <laughs> I could have probably uh, used half those dusty. words, but I don't know. But so she's entertaining in her own right, and, and I, I think some of that runs in the in the Johnson blood, and that's good. But but the tone is different, right? So we go we go the whole week is just goofball extraordinaire, you know, 100 miles an hour, and then Wendy comes on and we take it down and we talk about relationships and stress and anxiety and depression. It is it tonally such a, is it a shocking change to people's ears? I mean, you're you're probably the terrible group to ask because you're all here because you like right. it. <laughs> But it's like jazz club. I think it's like, mmm, smooth. Let's yeah. just take it down. Yeah, let's take it down one yeah. notch. But I, I always worry about that. Not that we wouldn't ever stop doing it. I think it does more good than even if it was a downer for people. I think it does. We get too many emails and too many people saying, oh, you fixed me or you, uh, you changed my life or I did this thing. In fact, somebody's supposed to come talk to you about a baby today. We're you heard about now. that yet? We're live, baby Scott. That was born. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear about I that? I've already held the baby. So she held a baby that likely was born because of some advice Wendy gave. Oh. Well, so I've not heard that sort of advice. Well, before. not that kind of advice. <laughs> it takes more than kissing. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like real, real things happen. So it wouldn't matter to me anyway. And we'd still do it because I feel like we're actually doing some good. Um, you know, but you could argue whether. We know that having jury on is entertaining, but are we doing any good in the world? <laughs> Maybe we are. I don't know. But, um, but that's real good. So I'm, I was just curious because that's something I think about when I, you know, you have the show that's kind of the same all week and then, bam, we get serious, you know. But you guys like it. That's why you're here. All right. I feel good with it. More Wendy. That's More what you're Wendy. saying. More Wendy. Right. Therapy show season two. Coming. Exclusive. Sometime. Exclusive, Yeah. Go back okay. it again? All right. Yeah, Ralph. He was wearing the couch. We, <laughs> Woo! He is wearing the couch. He's oh, yeah, you're the wearing couch. the couch. We make that shirt? <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> Nearly busted right. then, wasn't from it? The we yeah, you make the from shirt. The, from the actual Indiegogo we did. Okay, all right, yeah. I was thinking it was just like recent in the store. I didn't think we had them in there anymore. Sweet. We're all good? All right. Game. Thank you very much. All right, we're going to get started. Uh, we're recording too, right? Or someone is. Is he recording? Yeah. Oh, 30 more seconds. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. fine. Let's, let's, let's make sure we go. Yeah. yeah. I want to put this up on, well, I'll put it on the therapy feed and, well, you guys won't care. You already heard it. But I'll put it on both the feeds. Yeah. A freebie for us. Oh, well, let's, uh, not, let's not promise that, Scott. Let's, uh, <laughs> you know. That'll make up for the lack of episode. I'll still put that new episode up when we get home, but anyway, not a big deal. And if anyone morphs my face into anyone else's face, Definitely. I will find you. <laughs> Actually, will that anyone take terrifying. any credit for that? We here? have to. Oh, is it you? Get up here. Did you really no, do it? Oh, oh, okay. No, don't. I love it. I think that no. was brilliant. Anytime anyone wants to swap Wendy's face around no. with different. <laughs> no. I'll, yeah. Okay, thank you. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to. Uh, a really interesting experiment. This is our attempt to marry two different frog pants properties, one that pretends to help people and one that actually does. Uh, I think the therapy show did actually do some good, yeah, so you shouldn't, you shouldn't yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah I, I don't want to short shift it. 
Uh, I'm Scott Johnson. Sitting to my immediate right is my sister, Wendy Dunford. Hello, Wendy. Hello. Let's have a little clap for Wendy. Hey, everybody. And then to her right, we have Hypothetical Help's own Mark the Terpster Turpin. Mark, Hello. welcome to the show. <laughs> so uh, we, when we thought about this, it seemed like an awesome idea back in like January when we were working on our initial ideas for, for um, uh, panels. And the reason we thought it would be fun is we knew that we could marry maybe some actual therapeutic help with some, some humor, make this fun. And... I'm still not sure how, we're, how well we'll succeed at this, but um, I'm really glad you're all here, and it's nice to see a nice packed house for, for something that we really don't know how it's gonna, how it's gonna go for you, but here's hoping. Um, so before we go that far, um, the credentials Terpster and I have for helping people are limited and virtually zero. Uh, we take your calls on a show called Hypothetical Help, and we answer them the best we can. And we tr actually try to help. Like if somebody's got a real problem, we try to give them good advice. Something that it's might honest, Scott, though. We don't hide behind any pretense. We're not worried about offending people. You know, we'll tell you the truth. Yeah, we'll just let it all out. No uh, ethical concerns. No, right. no exactly. We don't think about, you know, how it affects others. No. More importantly, no clinical training at all. Uh, so it's a lot cheaper. Yeah, a lot cheaper. A lot cheaper. And we disclaim it every time with one Scott Fletcher. Oh, there he is right there. Hi. Oh, wow. Can, uh, can you Always worth a clap. Always worth a clap. <laughs> but he makes it very clear what you're getting into uh, every time we play that show. So that's kind of our background. Now, in terms of Wendy's background, you've heard her on the, the, the therapy show and on Therapy Thursdays on the, on the morning stream. She comes to it with actual clinical training, actual experience with real patients, and sees real problems with people all the time. So what I hope happens in this conversation is we have a lot of fun, we have some good laughs, but we're really interested in hearing some of the stuff that you either deal with or want to know more about or things that we can answer in ways that will actually help you, but we also promise to be a little goofy about it. Uh, is that fair? You all right with that? Yeah. Okay. And it's a bit late now, isn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> the doors are locked. Yeah. Uh, one thing <laughs> is if you want to say, I have a friend, it's cool. Just say, I have a friend who... Well, like, now we'll all oh, think that they're faking it. No, 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 no. If everyone does it, we won't know. Okay. But Some right. people, I hope everyone does have a friend as well, just yeah. out there. <laughs> I think if you don't, then look to the person on your left or right. You just made one. Yeah, so yeah. make one. Very nice. We will share in love. Yeah. So uh, we have a mic up here that we'll, we'll utilize here, here shortly. Yeah, that'll be it. So how do you get there? You don't come down the middle because you might knock the tripod yeah, over. You go so you're going to have to come down that wall. There or over here from that side. It's oh, fine. you could do that one as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Down the edges. Um, and any questions are welcome. I don't want anyone to be embarrassed. One of the things we do here is provide an environment where people can feel safe uh, together, be who they want to be. Unless you have a really bad beard, apparently. Yeah, unless you have so a bad beard. You're not safe. Then you're in tr huge trouble. Um, yeah, barring my own misgivings, you, you, uh, you're, you're welcome to, to ask anything you want. Um, I thought we'd start, though, by talking about something I asked Wendy about not long ago, and that was kind of what are, it feels like there's like a core set of issues that people have to deal with that are shared in a lot of ways, like a lot of common problems. And we talked about anxiety, depression, relationship issues. Um, how money affects relationships and marriages and that sort of thing. Um, I put on here why politics and religion are so divisive, because it's something I, we never really talked about and I wanna talk about it. Um, but before we do all that, is that true? Is it, can you boil down the world's like psychological struggles 
to a finite list of five or six things and say, yep, those are the ingredients to the soup we all live in? Are you asking me? Yeah. Not him. I was thinking he's texting. You should ask no, him. No, I'm tweeting. I'm just making sure people got the link. Oh, so right, right, right. You, can, you can watch us. That's uh, honest. Well, it wasn't, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was doing. I mean, okay. Have, raise your hand if you've moved to another state, another country, another city, some new place. Raise your hand. Okay. And as you're trying to fit in or figure out your way, you know, a lot of what most of us do is we worry about ourselves. We worry about, okay, how am I going to da 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 and then if you stop and become an anthropologist and not worry about you, but just observe the people you're around, I think most people find that we're all so similar, regardless of anything else. We have the, the similarities are, are way more than our differences. Sometimes, you know, the, the team we root for might be a different team or the religion or however you want to break it apart, but the same sorts of things go into the soup. Soup. The soup. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it's because, you know, it's the humanness of us all. So when, um, okay, I'll, I'll use a real-world example. I have three children, one of which is in here taking pictures, um, and they are all very different from each other and had their own challenges in raising them, and they were all great. And I, you know, the youngest is 15 now, the oldest is 21, so I'm kind of, I'm almost got the thing figured out, right? We've done the deal. Um, and I never thought I'd ever get there. And it came, kind of creeps up on you and sort of jumps at you and you didn't realize it was happening. But uh, there, I know people, because they say it to me, they look at me and go, oh man, how did you guys do so good? How did you just nail this whole parenting thing? And I usually feel a little weird about that because I don't feel like I've nailed anything. Um, well, technically, for there to be kids. <laughs> So exactly what <laughs> the, the format is making itself is exactly <laughs> what I wanted. Uh, but I always feel a little hesitant to give too much advice because I feel like I'm still st sort of figuring it out. And it may very well be from an objective point of view that I'm doing a lot of things correctly. And maybe some of that's just happening inherently and I've got a good instinct for it or good parenting for me and I was raised well or whatever the thing is, it, it's working out and that's great. And I'm, I'm happy about that and I'm proud of it. But for, let's, I'll, Terpster, this is purely hypothetical use of you, but yep. Terpster just had his first little baby. She's adorable, he's a great dad, great mom. No, uh, great mom. The beginnings yeah. of a Dads wonderful, all over the place. a wonderful family unit, and I guarantee you probably had some of the same fears, the same questions, the same, oh, I don't know about how this is gonna go, or inadequacies as a dad, am I gonna be the kind of dad I need to be? And Well, I told you about my first um, kind of I'm, I'm dying dream sort of thing. And you, you have these panicky dreams when you have a kid all of a sudden about like, oh, hang on, what happens if I die though? Like who's gonna, yeah. I better do stuff. I better try and look after her. And yeah, it was, it, was, it was freaky. And you never really had those. No, no. Right, right. No, I've never really cared for anyone other than myself. I've um, <laughs> so it's, it's a real change of pace. I've made it very clear on different shows, a lot of my shows, that um, a thing I deal with is a pretty good case or a good dose of anxiety quite a bit. And a lot of people don't believe me. They see me up here doing this, and they think everything's just great. But you know, inside, there's sometimes some turmoil. It's hard for me. It's one of my challenges. And um, it's easy to see somebody else doing a thing and think, oh, they got it all. Yes, this all is where I out. come in. Yeah, yeah. Because we have social comparison theory, people, which is I look at your strengths or your you know, best parts of you, and I compare them to my worst parts, which are usually, I'm not looking at someone who shares my same level of, 
Oh, I'm a heightist, let's all be honest. So when someone's tall like me, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm not comparing myself to the person my height. I'm looking at someone taller than me like, how'd she do that? How, yeah. what, what'd she eat? How'd she get six foot one? <laughs> what'd she eat? Like Carter, how'd you get that girl so tall, right? <clears throat> so, but you look at your, your weakness compared to their strengths. That's really common. And that can go back to sort of our really ancient brain, which is we um, sort of try to assimilate and be part of a group where the, the sort of the King Kong is ruling the roost, right? So we're comparing ourselves to the strength or trying to fit in to be protected when we were all tribal, right? Um, and I think what's cool about Nerdtacular, it's, it's its own tribe. Mom earlier, hi mom, was saying, do you think nerds will ever go away? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what do you mean go away? You know, because it's, it, you're, some of the identity of geekdom and, and nerddom is to be on the outside. But man, I think you're running the world. Did you guys know that? Yeah, everyone's, right? in, we run Have everything Have you seen now. the jocks at your 20-year high school reunion? Wow. <laughs> like, they peaked at 17, and it has not been good to them afterwards. But, you know. Nerds are ruling the world, right? But there's still this sort of sense of not belonging might be part of your identity, and then but you're belonging to something else. Because that is a, it's a safe, speaking of safe place, it's a safe place. So we tend to look at others. That's really built into us. The unfortunate thing is it's not we're just in a little tribe and we're looking at the leader of the tribe and saying, okay, how can I make sure I can stay safe in this group? It tends to be that phone there with all the things on it that so many people to compare ourselves to, so many ways to feel like we're not enough or not as much I mean, as we should be. I always, I always look at it in terms of um, when you look at other people, you see the highlights. Um, you haven't lived their life. You don't know everything about them. And so often you're comparing yourself uh, knowing your full story against the bits that made the director's cut at the end. Mm. And those are two very different things. So you might think someone has it all together. You look at Scott and you think, you know, well done. But live his life, you know. I mean, you have your share of uh, kind of medical stuff that goes on from time to time, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, it's, it's. I think we're all people, and we we are harsh on ourselves, and uh, you know, you shouldn't be. So, you know, when you get home, give yourself some love. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Make sure you're private, though. Obviously, you know, just. <laughs> so, an apple a day keeps a doctor away. The other thing, Makes yeah, just do blind. that yeah, as well. <laughs> Makes you go blind. So I, I, uh, I, so here's a counter, not counter argument, but here's an argument that I always hear that this sort of thing you just talked about, um, where we're always comparing people's best traits to our worst traits, isn't that just another form of survival? Isn't that just another form of I need to keep up so that I will be here and not left behind? Part of those instincts that that go back so far, and and then also why can't we stop doing that? Well, yeah, like celebrity culture is a perfect example of this. And as the ideal celebrity gets further and further away from the reality of each of us, it's that contrast is even more and more maybe maybe painful, but I mean, raise your hand if you like celebrities. Okay, maybe there's celebrities that like Scott. Scott's no. celebrity. Yeah. Internet doesn't count. Yeah, it uh, does. It's Internet totally famous. Counts. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. there's people you follow. Come on, someone raise your hand. You like the, g give me a name. Terpster. Oh, Veronica so Belmont, she's great. Veronica. Uh, oh, who? shush. Wendy Dunford. <laughs> okay, but they can't be nerdtacular people. Give right, me people give that... I think that. I think that's legitimate, though, for this. J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter books. Oh, okay. that's one of my favorite jokes. Right? How did Harry Potter go down the hill? Uh, and how? Walking. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> That, that was awesome. terrible. It's brilliant. It's great. I'm a dad. I'm allowed. Oh, yeah. He's a dad now. Yeah. Dad, dad jokes. Dad jokes. 
Anyway, but that, but, but okay, so let's say Brad Pitt showed up. Yeah. Well, I mean, the closest thing we probably have to a full-fledged, full-blown celebrity at this event is probably Metzen, right? Yeah. And here's what I know of him over the last few months and since BlizzCon, really, when we got some time together, and that is that he is, there's so much persona on that stage that just comes from him representing that people don't see this really soft, sweet guy there. Like, he tells me, I talk about how, oh, I get so anxious before I get to get up on stage, I talk about my various anxieties, and he's like, dude, I have him. I know what that's like. He shakes like a leaf before he gets up on stage. But none of us know that because he's up there being a pro. He does the thing. He leans into it like you're supposed to. But my point is, if Brad Pitt or somebody showed up, I couldn't think of anyone but Brad Pitt for some reason. Well, I'm but sure Wendy can talk about what can help what us that with that later. Yeah. What's my deal with Brad Pitt? Anyway, if he, wa if he walked in, it would be Dream none of us really, really know what to do. And we'd all kind of go, oh, Brad Pitt. And you start thinking about his movies or, or why you like him or don't like him or all these things. That kind of sucks. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just walk in and go, hey, and just be one of us? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, probably. So the guy you just mentioned, I have no idea who that is. Yeah. He was the one on the last panel. I mean, Wendy doesn't play video oh, games. Oh, sorry, Chris. I thought you meant Brad Pitt. I, I know. Like, Come I on, it. guys. Yeah, I don't know who Brad Pitt is. Yeah. But, but if you think about just how relative that just became, right? I have no idea who this guy is. So I could go meet him and be like, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> And what it would be is on the merits of the meeting. Is he boring? Is he talk? Is he interesting? And so, so the famousness is, or, or the mm. distance between us is something that's relative and made up, right? Just like he, you probably feel that way too when people come and talk mm. to you and they're like... Well, I, th I don't know. I, I, I have a lot of um, younger fans. And so when I'm out at events and there's a parent with them, certainly a lot of dads out there, they'll come along and just be like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> you know, and then they make a point to say, like, I don't know. You know, they watch you and stuff, but <laughs> what are you? <laughs> right. you know? And it's, it is. It's so, it's so personal, celebrity, and, and who we, who we you know, enjoy sharing our lives with. Um, I think, you know, we, we, we do okay, though, and I think everyone out there who's come up and said hi, um, that's, a, that's a really cool thing to do. And you, you do know us, and we are friends uh, potentially, you know, we don't know you as well, but if you've listened to us, we're the same people. We're, we're no different, you know, on a podcast than we are in person. And um, it's, it's, it's great to have those sort of virtual relationships lead you into a nice real one. Yeah. There's, there's somebody at the meetup, and I don't know, I can't remember her name. I wish I remembered it. Or maybe it's, maybe I shouldn't say names. But um, somebody walked up to me who was here last year and, w and was afraid to come talk to me. And... Um, I think that sounds crazy to me because I just, there's no reason. I'm just a dork like most of us. And so just come over here and talk to me and say hi to me. And so this year she, she I could tell, had really worked up the courage. And I was so struck by her and just was so sweet. And that was an opportunity to take it down, to say, I'm not this thing. Or, you know, I, I'm not trying to, dis I don't want to disrupt her impression of who I am, but at the same time I want to make her see more of who I am. Right. But I'm really just a guy, and I'm super happy to meet her. And here's a hug, and here I'll sign a thing. And you're just awesome, and thanks for being here. And I hope you have a great time. And make sure to say hi again tomorrow. And like that's what this event gives us an opportunity to do. Um, I real celebrity like the Brad Pitt kind, I want nothing to do with. This kind's all right because I can go to the mall and no one will know who I am. <laughs> that's pretty good. But I can come here and hang out with people who I like, and we all have shared interests and all that stuff. So I'm very curious about why this is not a this, this grouping isn't a catty 
comparison event. Yeah. I mean, maybe I can't speak. I don't but want we don't have everybody. media around us saying like, oh, Scott wore that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the thing is that a lot of other celebrities out there, uh, not that there's anything wrong with what Scott's wearing, um, though he'll probably say something about what I'm wearing. Um, <laughs> pink, really, pink. <laughs> Salmon. Um, and... <laughs> I think, you know, we're in a very special community. Uh, I've been exposed to a lot of different uh, communities. Exposed is probably the wrong word. Um, but uh, I think the, the Frog Pants community is a real rarity in, in terms of the amount of love and kindness that goes on in between everything. Uh, you know, there is just a, such an acceptance amongst us all. And it is such a rarity. And you should all feel very special and honoured to be part of something as amazing as this. And equally know that legitimately the people next to you could be your best friends if you wanted them to be because you all have such a shared genuinely niceness about you um except yeah you over there but um no no every everyone is like i said honestly some of the nicest people out there and you're very lucky to be part of this extended family well and it's finding a tribe right you found a tribe and I giggle sometimes because I think, my brother's found this tribe, made this tribe, because he's such a dork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, she knows. Saying? We were really close growing up, and she knows that, uh, yeah, she knows. Like, I, I, I always I worry, though, if, you, if two tribes go to war, is money all that you can score? <laughs> or is there, I don't know, is there any... Is that a song? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just came up with it. I don't know where I came it from. It should be. Somebody write that down. But we can talk about where this gets bad for people, right? So um, you can always be surrounded by people and feel alone because maybe you're not, I don't know, all the way in the tribe or you're trying to, you know, you you got your own stuff in your head. And we talk about this a lot on the show about what, what voices are in our heads. And this is the power of exploring where those come from because so often those voices just take on your voice and you think they're you, and it's real. Um, but it really is from some other source, typically, and maybe years of some different experiences start to build that up. So the tribal thing, or I don't belong, or the stories we tell ourselves, I mean, that's, that's what keeps you from maybe pursuing your dreams or pursuing the girl who works in the office next to your, yours or you know, just sort of getting outside um, what you're doing that makes you pretty miserable. So, you know... it. It extends that tribal stuff comes down to the in- individual quite a bit and can be a pain. Do you, okay, so what's the line between this and uh, me having a bunch of poison Kool-Aid and telling them it's time, Xenu's here, or whatever? It's about you know that what I mean? far. <laughs> I mean, it's not. One would, more nertacular. <laughs> Ten Next. such a perfect sacred number. I mean, some people are, May they're not, I, I shouldn't say they're weirded out, but there's some people who hear about this event, I try to describe it to them, and, and they, they're like, oh, that sounds communal, or, you know, it just seems like, a, not culty, but, you know, they think it it's sounds... It's not a cult, is it? It seems it's odd. It's not a cult, right? But I am introducing a new lair, um, <laughs> that if you do want to join the elite club, you have to pay for it, but yeah. I'll Patri- tell you some of the falsities that currently exist <laughs> that you think are truths. Patreon.com slash hypohelp. Hypohelp. Um, but anyway, uh, there is a line. Yeah. There are people who, you know, burn themselves because some guy told them to. I guess what I'm saying, and I realize this is way afar af- from what we were getting at, but what is the difference? As an expert in the cults, ah, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think again back to my maybe first point I made, which is people are not that different. There's just a continuum, right? Um, have you ever seen like three 
girls that are friends in junior high, I mean, that is a cult, people. And they fight, and they have all the dynamics, and, and, and then you grow older, and then maybe it's office politics. I mean, there's, there's things that just are part of being a human that play out. And I think, so you can have the, everyone drink the Kool-Aid part of the cult, and then you can have, hey, we're all nerds together as part of a cult, or hey, we're, you know, sports teams. I think I make this analogy a lot. We, if we aren't all warring, then we gotta be playing some football, yo. Soccer. <coughs> well, I mean, soccer. you can say football, and we just think two different sports. Yeah, so yeah that's, that's, fine. Okay. that's good. It's okay. Both sports. It's a homonym. <laughs> but it's this Whoa. finding your tribe kind of thing. Yeah. There's right. nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with finding just your tribe. So basically what we're saying, Colts, fine. Just, yeah. you know. Fine. So let me ask you this. You're harmless if you your find, let's say we found our group. We don't have any real adversarial groups. In fact, it's interesting. The, the Diamond Club group basically just absorbed into ours and we absorbed into theirs. And there's a lot of mutual fan base and we have a lot of fun together. And there was never once a thing in my head that said, oh, watch out for those guys. They're the other team. Um, it just worked out nicely that way. And so I don't really have that experience with our group, but like religions and political stances and stuff like that. Why do... And after we answer this very hard life question, we're going to start taking yours. Yes, please, because I know so much about all this. This is a good one. <laughs> what Religion is the politics, psychology really that says my group's better yeah. than your group to the point that we're going to go to war and kill each other? Okay, I, do you have an idea? I would just say um, personal beliefs, I guess. All right. Like I look at some groups that represent beliefs that I don't and think, well, that's a bit weird. You know, you're crazy. I'm going to go over this group and be with people who think like I think. But why, why not just say, be in your group, we'll be in our group, who cares? Oh, well, I think that's a good attitude to have. And yeah. like I said, I think that my favorite religions out there are the religions that say, yeah, believe, you know, we didn't care what you believe. This is just what we believe. But most of the tenacious uh, religions out there have been stuck around because it's all about spreading your word and making your message the, uh, the one that sticks around. So I, I just think that, you know, a, a really happy-go-lucky, just believe what you want, we're all cool, doesn't, you know, have the uh, uh, offensiveness that you get with other ones. I dare everyone to bring this up at your next family gathering or, say, friendship meeting. What do you call those? Dinner? Uh, dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you've been in Sweden for a long time. I know, right? I, I, I've lost a lot of words. Okay, I think there's a... Uh, sort of a core thing that happens, and this, I love to break it down to the individual again, is this concept of scarcity, right? If I believe something and you don't, then one of us has to lose, because there's only so much juice. I don't know, right? Like, the zero-sum game. You're gonna lose if I win, and I'm gonna lose if you win. And I think sometimes we do this in our own lives, and we sort of hoard things, maybe, or you know, actual things, or maybe we hoard other things so that we aren't um, left without something. And so this scarcity, I think, happens with religion. It happens with politics. If you're right, I'm wrong. Um, and so that let's agree to disagree can be pretty hard if you're feeling starvation because someone else is winning. I think that goes to the celebrity, too. Mm -hmm. You know, if they have this great thing, then I am less as opposed to abundance, which is actually the real thing. It's just we... There can't be a million Tom Cruises, but there can be a million of everyone who isn't Tom Cruise, right? Same well, idea. again, you can join he me at the top scarce. of my pyramid scheme. Um, so, again, hypo right. help. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with you in, in terms of um, that you, know, you can always look and think if, if they have something, then that means I can't. And so I need to make sure that I always have enough. Um, but I think that's it, is, is it's a question of... Um, when are we sated 
when, when do we have enough? When are we happy and content to leave others as they are and not feel the need to have some form of conversation? Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Fight. I like yeah. it. All right, what wow. I really like is hearing the kind of questions you might have. So in whatever orderly fashion might be possible, uh, feel this free over here. to just line up on this mic. Uh, we'll take you one at a time. Do not be afraid. Do not be nervous. I don't think they'll show up on the camera, so don't worry. You're completely anonymous yeah. except to everyone in this room. Cut over and go that way so you don't run over the camera there. There you go. You're totally fine if you want to show up, if you want. She has horns. Uh, come on up, Abby. Hi, I'm Abby, nuclear wessels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have, have you actually gone ahead with that? Is, uh, no. I'm not going to do it. Oh, you're not going to do it. How about any of the other fine, suggestions? It's fine here, but when I'm trying to get a job at like a laboratory somewhere, I think we, I think we said that on the show. I think yeah. again. Oh, that's right. Well done to we us. Just, we yeah, just yeah. had Abby's <laughs> call. Well done to you. I had two questions kind of prepared for you guys. One of them is more of a moderate question that's going to be probably a little bit easier for you guys to answer. Please. Another one, um, it's a little bit deeper, and I'm wondering if Terpster and Scott, you guys are going to have an easy time doing the hypothetical part of it, easy. making fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, want the, do you want the deep one or the easy one? Easy. Give us, easy. Give us the easy. Easy. easy one. You can give us yeah. both. Just do one. Yeah. Do easy both? first. Okay, easy first. Um, I find myself. I'm a, ever, ever since coming out last year, I've been um, heavily involved in LGBT education, going and lecturing in college courses and everything, and I'm very involved in that group. Um, another group. Um, I grew up in the church, and my faith is also very important to me, and it takes on a different. Uh, different shape than most of the other churches that I've been a part in or whatever. And I constantly find myself in the middle of this argument where you have bigots on either side of you. You have um, radical LGBT people, you have radical Christians yelling at each other, causing fights, and I f find myself caught in the middle trying to moderate. What suggestions would you have for somebody who is caught in the middle of two of these social groups who's trying to not necessarily make peace but move forward and improve conditions for... Others. So you're trying to find, uh, it's, uh, moreover, trying to find that spiritual place that you want, mm -hmm. but the two sides, it appears only that there are two sides that are fighting over which one gets you, and they're both. Yeah, because there's, there's people on both sides of it. Like, there's, I can't find a church that I'd be accepted at. I can't um, go to an LGBT group and be like, hey, yeah, this is my faith, because there are people on either sides of it that think that one group disqualifies the other. Mm. What worries me is this is the easy yeah, question. Yeah, no, I'm dying. <laughs> what in the world is your other question? But, <laughs> okay. Uh, can, can you, I mean, so, would you want to be part of a church that didn't accept you? No. So, I mean, I don't historically what a, happened when this happened is, yeah, exactly, uh, right. but historically when that happens, it's up to you to start your own. Yeah. And the reality is, is we're, we're all in this together. We, you know, if, if you're feeling a certain way, there'll be others out there who feel the same. Yes. And they're as lost as you. And maybe that is your calling. Maybe that's what is up for you is to be like, you know, I'm in this scenario, but I still hold certain other beliefs. Yeah, so Does that work, do Wendy? In Absolutely. This? Okay. And if you want to give a name to it, you know, maybe like the Terpster Fan Club or, you know. The LGBT friendly Terpster Fan Club. The LBGT, the underscore T. Oh, T, the underscore T, okay. Exactly, that would be amazing. The friendly Terpster Fan I would like all of those sorts of things. And, you know, I think that, again, if there was a membership fee to join said... <laughs> would they have to go to like a, a Patreon? Patreon.com slash hyperhelp. We could do it on there or we could make a new one that Scott didn't get some of that. Um, so. 
But yeah, I think okay. I think again, it's, it's it's I think that's that's your job now okay. is to to be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah, and you are not the only one. You just might be the only one who speaks up first, mm -hmm. and that's a scary place to be. It takes mm -hmm. a lot of courage. That's a leadership position, isn't it? Yeah, that could you be, probably yeah. didn't actually want, but you might have to have I, it. I found myself being in put that. into that a lot. And can I say one other thing you could maybe do, and um, actually I'm stealing this from Terpster. He just shared this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <clears throat> is, to, is to hear their whole story. Mm -hmm. So you're going to meet Christians who hate gays and lesbians and LGBT community because they have a story that created that hate. And so if you can hear their whole story, what ends up happening when someone can tell their whole story and someone listens non-judgmentally, their story starts to change and that hate starts to dissipate. And then vice versa, you just get to be hearing stories from both sides, which is kind of a harder place to be, but um, it's pretty powerful. Do you want to hear the hard question? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Bring okay, it. so. Cold fusion, how do you do it? Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of staggering statistics out there with the LGBT community. 40% of homeless youth are LGBT. 41% yeah. of trans uh, women attempt or commit suicide during some time of their life. The number's higher for trans men. Um, with my experience, I have been banned from coming home. My parents have um, kind of ostracized me and pretended that this isn't a thing. Yeah. And they like to do that through, their, through other things. But... How do you deal with that, and how do you, I mean, I have, I have a great community here. This, you guys are more of a family reunion than I could have ever asked for in my entire life. Um, but for people that don't necessarily have that, or even in spite of that, it's still hard. How do you deal with losing something where, for me, 23, 24 years of my life was with these people, and now, because of a choice I've made, or because of a path that I've chosen to go down to, save myself from some of these things to, to save my mental health. Yeah. How do you deal with that? How, what would you say to somebody going through that? Wendy? Terpster. <laughs> <laughs> so personally, I, I, I don't know. I, obviously, it's a very sensitive and you know, emotional subject. And um, I, I would look at it like a, a, a bad breakup in that sometimes it hurts, but you're, you're better off apart than together. It's and like a divorce with 20 people. Well, exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think the sad thing is, is that, you know, you, you can't choose your family. You, you, you get given who you have. And sometimes you're lucky and sometimes you're not. Mm -hmm. Be that through, you know, the affluence you have or the acceptance you get. Um, I think that your 22, 23 years made you who you are today. And you should be thankful for that time. And for you to go on to the next stage of your life and to become the you that you know you need to be, that unfortunately does mean saying goodbye to certain people along the way. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, as people become educated and you know, broaden their horizons, as people talk more and people realize that you know, just because you believe a certain thing doesn't mean that you're automatically something else that they can't like or shouldn't like. Um, so given the fullness of time, who knows? Mm -hmm. um, but for now, like you said, you're very lucky to have a surrogate family that will accept you and, and loves you. And, um, yeah, it's just a shame for the people out there who don't have that. Again, the LBG underscore T t church, you know, that hopefully can be, you know, uh, provided to them uh, to give them that. 
So he's good. Cool. He's good. He is good. He's yeah. all right. He's all right. It's not just hypothetical. It's not <laughs> helpful. Um, that is a really tricky, tricky thing. And you know, part of your process is having to grieve what you've lost, what you've known them as. Um, what that meant to you, what the story we all have about our families of origin, that's the technical term, families of origin, that um, I don't think we could find one person in this room who can't relate on one some level. But this is a big, that's a big contrast. And, and so to take care of yourself as you grieve it, um, and also, you know, I, I'm kind of going back to my same point. You know their story, right? Yeah. And on one level, you get it. And um, as you go out in the world and figure out what it is you want to do and probably be a leader of a movement or of a new church. Um, I'll bring pamphlets. Bring next pamphlets, time. please, please. <laughs> that you are that true to yourself mm-hmm. thing that you're doing is, means you will find a family. And it, it's going to be different. It's not going to be blood. Um, but that it, it will come to you in it because it... Because the quality of the life you're living means it will you will be attracted to it and it will be attracted to you. And the loss will be still there and it'll be hard, but there'll be something. And maybe, else. just maybe, just throwing this out there, things change as people get older and you never know where your parents are going to be in 20 years. It might, and yeah. what happens is we start getting older, we start thinking, oh my gosh, I'm getting older and I'm getting sick and, or whatever. You're starting to see life in a very, very different way, starting to see it being very temporary. Mm-hmm. That changes people in a lot of ways, and so so I agree with everything that's been said. I think you retain just a little spark of hope that that's still possible. Yeah, okay. cool. that's what I would say. Cool. Let's hear it. Thank you. Oh, you can pull that down if you want. Short. That's Sorry. okay. Hi. I'd trade My name's you, Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> Huge fan of both of your uh, shows. Well, if you had to pick a favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So my question uh, is actually family-related as well. Um, over the last five years, I've lost both of my parents. They, they both passed away, not at the same time. I lost my mom first and then my father. Uh, and I have a younger brother. He's my only sibling. And he is a, he's three years younger than me. But he has, he's always lived with our parents. Um, he has never been on his own. My parents never put responsibility on him. And he is, in essence, a big kid at 26 years old. And it has fallen to me to take on a lot of the parenting role. Right. We've always been excellent friends. And it's almost damaging our sibling relationship because I'm having to tell him what to do sometimes. And he resents that, obviously. Right. So um, my question is, are there, you know, what, what advice can you give me for that? Should there be things I never approach, even if I see it as a, you know, thing that somebody should, but maybe not me? And then again, I don't really have another person that can kind of supplement me for those more sensitive things. So it's either kind of me or nobody in a way. This feels like a very common thing to me. Yeah. You know about this. We don't have to get into details, but you know what I mean, right? Mm. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're talking about me again, I think. <laughs> the awkward. Yeah, yeah, that's tricky. Um, you know, one of the things to think about, because you've been the oldest child the whole time, right? Yes. So how many oldest children in here? Mark? Woo! Yeah, brother? Yeah. Oh, lots of you. Okay. You know how it feels, right, guys? I don't know, because I'm the youngest. It's awesome. Yeah, youngest. Woo! Woo-hoo! Can you tell <laughs> Do what you, you want. <laughs> it's fine. 
Um, but you felt uh, this role for a long time. This isn't brand new. No. But you're probably tired of it. And now it's really obvious yes. because you're not co-parenting with two other people anymore. So I think something valuable to do is to really sit down and soul search on what role you want to play. Do you want to be his parent? Okay. <laughs> so then, then you start to look at what are the ways he makes me a parent? What are the things he, and notice I used he makes me a parent, yeah. to get to the point where he doesn't make you do anything. As the youngest kids, we know we can just manipulate you. Yes, very yeah. easily. So you got to come up with what is it? What are my lines? And then lay those lines down because the disadvantage he's had his whole life is that he's let them tell them what to do and they've participated in that. So now you're kind of cleaning up that mess. And so the stronger you can get, the support you can get, maybe go to an oldest kids group, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and say, all right, what are their boundaries? And, and really decide what boundaries you want to, so to have, make and hold. I have to decide hold. them myself. Before you talk to him. Yeah. really enforce those. Absolutely. And tell him. Sit him yeah. down and say, we're going to have a little meeting. That's always hard. Yes. <laughs> and wear those horns while you're having the meeting. Okay. <laughs> Alternatively, um, <laughs> do you this have any really friends? <laughs> yes. I would say set him up with one of your friends, okay? Because and it needs to be a strong-minded woman okay. who knows who knows what how things should be, and ultimately give him a new parent. Well, <laughs> it I think it's a lot easier coming from a partner because um, you get to have certain benefits that mean that you put up with. Okay, I guess I'll do the things that I'm meant to do um, because there's this other stuff I get to do, which is really good. <laughs> um, and and that way, you know, you can you can give that role to someone else and you can go back to being, you know, friendly sister. Um, but I would say it needs to be, you know, an intelligent, attractive, uh, you know, woman. Who's uh, really into 26-year-olds who can't make decisions. Exactly. Okay. She likes okay. man-child. That's, <laughs> yeah. And I know there's, I know there's some out there. Going for them, yeah, yeah. So okay. I found one. I found there. one. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Terpster's yeah. an example. Exactly. <laughs> She's a saint. <laughs> she, she puts up with a lot. Thank yeah. you guys very You're much. welcome. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. There's even times I've gone to Wendy looking for a simple answer. She's younger than me, and she'll, she's good at laying down the thing, saying, no, go do that. It's a good thing for your relationship. It is. Mark did that to me a lot, too, when I was younger. Yeah. yeah. It's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, you want it in your life. You just don't think you do. Go ahead. Hi, guys. I'm Jeff. Um, I don't exactly have a question. It's more of a situation I'd like to hear your input on. Now, a lot of us around here, I'm sure most everybody out here can relate to the concept of feeling like all of you guys are our best friends. We spend a whole lot of time listening to podcasts, so on and so forth. A lot of that gets eased up when we get to come out and meet you, and you guys are real easy uh, to talk to. No, no, I'm <laughs> just <laughs> full stop. Well, that's what I hear, but anyway. <laughs> I've got a 17-year-old and a 13-year-old that I'm raising. Both of them are, are part of the YouTube generation. Mm. They're spending a lot of time watching YouTube videos, watching the, uh, watching, the my cast. son watches the Augscast, mm. my oldest watches Game Grumps. That's where they learn the swearing. That's, yeah, oh, God. yeah. not ours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told them a long time ago that swearing doesn't bother me, just don't do it in front of the people that care about it. Okay, me. good, good, good. Um, the, pro, the thing that I'm worried about, though, is that with them spending so much time listening to these guys on the internet, my daughter is very socially awkward as it is. She spends most of her time hanging out and listening to the YouTube stuff. She's got friends. She'll go out and go hang out with friends when they call her, but she won't initiate any of that stuff. 
However, when I'm talking to her, she will talk about the guys on Game Grumps, and my son will talk about the guys on the Yogscast, like they know them personally. <laughs> and I'm sure we've all done that as well. Yeah. But as they're growing up and as they're going through high school, it seems like it might be a bit of a difficulty for them. Yeah. Well, don't, be, don't be scared to be a parent to your children as well in terms of, um, like, it's a different form of media, but it's the same as, you know, I grew up and I watched a load of TV, and this might surprise you, I played a hell of a lot of computer games. <laughs> and it ultimately worked out okay for me, but the, the reality was is through, the, through that media, I found like-minded people. So I found, you know, people who liked the things I liked, and we became friends. And it, it actually aided social interaction. Um, I think for, for millennials, we call them, they're 13 to 25s or so, um, their entertainment medium of choice is YouTube, and they, you know, that's their TV. They don't watch live TV. Um, so they share a common interest, and they can talk to their friends about the stuff they watch and the stuff they like, and, you know, they probably go to, like, youtube.com slash terps and subscribe, and that's fine. Um, and... I think that they, you know, that is the same as you listening to podcasts and all the rest. But I still remember my parents, you know, turning off the router when I was up at four a.m. playing WoW. And you know, I'm really sorry to. It was a. I'm trying to remember what instance it was. It was Moradin, you know, the best. Um, and uh, uh, so yeah, so that group they lost their tank at four a.m. Um, and I I had to go to bed. And it was you know my parents kind of stepped in and said you know no. And if, I think if you feel that they're enjoying it too much or they're not going out or they're not meeting with friends, sometimes it is just, you know, turn the internet off if, if that's a concern. Um, but I'm sure you should probably back that up with some form of parenting, but I don't know what that bit is. That's uh, yeah. really good. He only has a baby. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly That right. I know of. He <laughs> <laughs> might have a toddler somewhere. Yes, you, you're the parent. I think yeah. that's uh, maybe a place of finding a way to empower yourself in that role. Right. Because it's tricky. It's endless. Remember when we were kids? You know, some of us here? When the song on the radio is the only time you could get that song. <laughs> record it! Record oh, and it! The, and the DJ talked over Yes, yeah, every yeah. time. Come on. And I love to tell my kids, like, when I was a kid, I yeah. watched Golden I Girls see, I could only see Night Rider. <laughs> Thursday, you had to be there. and There right. was no other way to see right. it. And know. this has always been a thing, right? And do you know the cutoff for being crotchety when it comes to technology is 40? I'm, I'm almost there. And that's when technology starts to feel scary, right? Yep. So for them, they have no concept that this isn't good for them in any way. Right. And in some ways, it's probably not bad for them. But when you find that your, your parenting hair on the back of your neck is sticking up like, uh, your job is not to be their friend. Your job is to be their parent. And that's when you got to trust your gut and know that, okay, I know I'm crotchety and old, and I'm blah, 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 but every kid should be mad at their parents most of their adolescent years. So plan on that. It, love that. Own that. She's mad at me. I'm doing something right. Um, and then I think that's your best bet, because forcing them um, you know, to go out and hang out with kids. Believe me, I do. Good. That's great <laughs> if you can do that, but there also needs to be a limit to the other input, because it's not as dopamine producing. It's really quick to watch our friends on TV, but... A little I have I have a tiny bit of advice to add to that, and that is stay ahead of the curve as best you can. I don't know about this 40 thing, but <laughs> I, I have always made it a point, my kids can confirm this, I'm the one with the first Facebook account. I'm the one with the first Twitter account. I'm the one that knows what these things are before they know what they are and really know what they are. So they're not scary 
electronic behemoths here to steal our children. We understand what they are, and we can, we can divide what's good and what isn't good because we actually have thorough knowledge of what it is. Participate in those worlds, understand what's happening. Know, you're going to know that YouTube comments are a cesspool, and you're going to know that Twitch chat is a cesspool, but you're going to know the right places on Twitch where good streamers are and good communities exist because you're paying attention. It doesn't mean you have to share the exact same interests, but where the divide happens is where they're like, ah, we got this new thing on our phones and our parents have no idea what's going on. That's on us. It's going to be like Fox News, isn't it? Kids are doing Periscope. Yeah. It's like, what? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Around so the country, the other they're Periscoping without their parents' knowledge. I mean, it's yeah. hard oh, if you don't have good. a ton of interest in those things, but I just think it helps a lot. And I think even my kids under duress would admit that, that, it's, that it helped that dad knew this stuff. You can't get away with this stuff as quickly, or they, they think I don't know what's going on. I know what's going on because yeah. I live in that. So I just think that's important if you can do that then it's not just big, some blue mystery orb handed up from you know, Satan's grasp to take your children away. It's YouTube. And 90% of parenting is feigned interest. So say, <laughs> show me. What are you guys watching? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, okay. May I play? Remember that old commercial? Oh, yeah. Uh, operation, you guys remember that? And the mom comes downstairs and wants to play? Bull crap. Yeah, she hated it. <laughs> that's true. She didn't spend $20 no. to interact with her children. No. <laughs> Please, exactly. that's, that's half an hour, peace and quiet. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck, man. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Best of luck. All our best. I like your shirt. That's cool, right? Oh, thanks. Oh, the TARDIS or the... All of it. Uh, All of it. Everything. All of it. The whole everything. combo. It's good. Bought this in uh, uh, Lahaina about three weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> Anyhow. Rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going to just answer this. I think everybody knows who I am, pretty much. I'm Gary Fisher, the land guy. Um, and uh, first off, let's just say I'm in my mid-60s, and uh, technology has no fears for me. Good. And I am an aging hippie. Um, and that actually kind of goes to uh, my question. You were talking about religion and politics earlier. And uh, it drives me nuts. I, I, I want to take a step back. When I was growing up, I was a family I had, <coughs> I'm the oldest, have a brother and two sisters, and uh, around the dinner table, there was no subject that was taboo. Well, there might have been some, but we, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we would discuss anything. And, uh, um, and I think my dad actually would, would take devil's advocate every now and then, and he, he would argue uh, against his own beliefs just to make sure that we had thought things through. And I try to do that with some of my, um, I'm an agnostic and I'm pretty liberal. And I have very conservative evangelical Christian friends. And they've never been exposed to any of the opposing arguments. And mostly we find ways to agree to disagree. If we like each other, otherwise we just go off in different directions. Um, but my problem is, I can't help thinking they're kind of stupid. Mm. Uh -huh. It is, and, isn't it? And, and I think it comes through sometimes. The, th the thing is, and, and this is the, the problem is, is with you, sadly, yeah. because I'll, I'll be honest with you, um, Scott, you, you know, you're of a, a Mormon yeah, raised, persuasion. Raised, um, yes, my And wife. it was one of those things where... Wendy, too. Yeah, instantly 
They didn't I raise discover- us separately. <laughs> well, no, but, but when I discovered that, my initial reaction was, really? Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought Scott was really intelligent and like, you know, quite, <laughs> quite liberal. I don't know, it's, it sounds horrible, but that's not but any other problem than, than me. And that was my perception was that, well, if you're really religious, that means that you think that the world's 7,000 years old, dinosaurs are fabrication made by, you know, man trying to disprove God and uh, all the rest. And the reality is, is, is no. Uh, you, know, that, 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 you know, some people do believe that. There's a Facebook group I was exposed to called Christians Against Dinosaurs, um, which I really want to steal um, as a, like a name for something. <laughs> is that can, a real thing? That's a real thing. It's a closed group. Oh, wow. Um, invite only. Um, and um, it's one of those things where, you know, again, and I, I knew some people who were talking about this and they're in it. And I, again, my reaction was, wow, I, I thought you were really intelligent. And it's not about intelligence or, or anything like that. It's just about belief. And I think we're, we're allowed to believe whatever we want to, and that's the beautiful thing. No one can change that. You can try and reason with someone, right. but if they believe it, you can't really change it. Well, the thing is, I'm a big fan of George Will, who is about as conservative as you can get. Mm. But he can argue either side. Of yeah, the and I, I think that's... Thing. And I, I, I think, and I try to do the same thing. I try to do what my dad used to do. Yeah. And if I, if I wind up in a group full of people who are, you know... Uh, well, I'm not anti-religious. I think whatever gets us through the night, that's, that's, that's well, great. Yeah. Uh, but, but if I find myself in a, in a group full of people that are talking down on, you know, about uh, conservatives or whatever, I'll start making conservative arguments just to kind of even things out, even though I don't believe that. Yeah, stuff. there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, but again, with, with Scott, is you look at Scott, and he has, without a doubt, the best family I've ever encountered. And I've, you know, I've, I've met a lot of people around the world, and I think that's no small part to how you're raised, your belief systems, how your kids believe and how you talk to each other, your fantastic wife. You know, all of that feeds into it. And, you know, the thing is, is I met uh, Mormons back home who were really, you know, frustrating and bigoted in, in other ways. And I realized that, you know, applying a label and a judgment because, you know, that's a belief system that someone has doesn't mean that someone is, is anything. People are people. Well, a big and part of it, I, we should tack this on here. I think Wendy and I and my siblings were raised in what I would call the gospel of Blaine Johnson, which is a little bit different than traditional religion. My dad had, uh, who's no longer with us, sadly, had a very specific kind of approach to this sort of thing, to spiritual living. And it was, are you leaving things better than you found them? Are you treating people with respect regardless of who they are? Did you help somebody today? Did you do it for no credit? I mean, that was the kind of thing we were raised with. Big open conversation around dinner, always having dinner as a family. We do that with my kids. There's never a thing they can't bring up or talk about. And I got it from him. And it's powerful stuff. And it means more than any set doctrine or any kind of dogma or any whatever. it, It isn't that. It is... We're all kind of here together. We got stuff to get done. There's no reason why we can't try to do some good while we're here. That's, that's it. That's really the core of it. Would you agree? Absolutely. That's pre- basically it. Absolutely. And I think your point's a good one. And thank you for owning your stuff, Terpster, which is you got to check your own biases, mm-hmm. right? There is a tendency, and, and at least in this context of, say, conservatives versus liberals politically. Or well, there, there is confirmation bias. And absolutely. I, I, am, I am definitely subject to that. Right. I cannot watch Fox News. Right. Uh, oh, you should. It's hilarious. I, <laughs> it's, oh. Some people think it's yeah. hilarious. It yeah. just pisses me yeah. off. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but Scott, Scott, one thing I appreciate about you, and then I'll, I'll let somebody have, else have a chance, is that your message is always one of tolerance. 
I mean, you, no, no matter what happens, somebody yells explosive tip at you or... Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, what the crap still, <laughs> I don't know. It, you know, it, it's all, always, you know, that was a bad example, but that was all I could come up with. Fine. Um, so, but I mean, you're always, you know, if more people were like you, this would be a much better Well, I, own, I, I don't want to take any credit. I owe this to my parents, my mom who's here, my dad. I owe it to... My sister? Good si siblings. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm the last one to be, you know, brown nosing her. But Wendy has a, that kind of influence in our family. A lot of people do. And it's those kinds of things. So all my message has ever been is that just don't be, be the place where the cycle ends, right. if you can, and be the one that decides to... Be more accepting. Be the one that pushes against yeah. their story, Wendy talks about, and fight it and do First better. First, you've got to hear their story. Yeah. Because well, usually I, people hold on to whatever because they're scared or they're uh, I, hurt. I'm really good friends with a guy who thinks that the world is 6,000 years old. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and I probably wouldn't be friends with him if his wife wasn't one of my wife's best friends. Yeah. But, you know, he, we were at a, uh, a, a get-together at their house the other day, and uh, uh, they were going, you know, on a vacation to Palm Springs, and they said, you guys should come, he said, you guys should come along. And I would have thought he wouldn't want to have anything to do with me. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm going to go because... Because you both I, like Palm Springs, so focus on there you that. Go, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah find well, it, and, and we do you. have a lot of things in common. Then go to yeah. Dinosaur Park in Thanks. Southern Utah. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, I'll let somebody... Thanks. Thanks. Sadly, we only have time for... I hate doing this. We have time for one more. <sighs> I know. It's Thanks, Scott. I'm, I'm, oh. this, the clock is yelling at me here. I Equally, as with the instance, you know, we're going to be around. If you do want to ask us questions, um, obviously, you know, Wendy, if you want actual advice, um, but actually really helpful advice, uh, Scott and I also. Yeah, we'll be around. Be around. <laughs> Not a problem. Uh, go ahead. Surprisingly, Sorry, you guys. I feel bad. Surprisingly, you already actually touched on what I was going to ask. I'm, my name's Superbot, Eric, and... Uh, Scott and Wendy might remember this. Back in November, I wrote a question for TMS about my anti-vaccine sister-in-law. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Yeah. And I was asking about how to deal with her confirmation bias. Yeah. And ever since then, I've wondered about the opposite side of the equation. How do I recognize my own biases and deal with those? Yeah. Great question. So, everyone, close your eyes. <laughs> and think about... The thing that drives you crazy when your uncle says it at Thanksgiving dinner. Or think about the thing that can just get under your skin as soon as, as, soon as someone brings it up. I love that you're closing your eyes. That's awesome. Can we include mother-in-laws? Is that fine? Mother-in-law. Okay. Is she here? No. Okay. Mother-in-laws. <laughs> I ducked. <laughs> I know. Uh, <clears throat> there's your bias. Whatever that thing is that just like made you twitch. And take a few minutes and just... Think about it. Why does it bug you so bad? Why is it a problem that someone doesn't believe that dinosaurs are real? What's that about? You love dinosaurs. It ruins Jurassic Park as well, honestly. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're a fan, right. So, so look at it. Figure it out. Because it's so easy to look at an anti-vaxxer and be like, you're insane. But you have your own version of what you do. And so the, we're better people when we check our own biases and when we just sort of make sure we're not actually the problem on the other end. So when I'd asked that back then, your answer in dealing with her was pretty much don't hold your breath. Yeah. But when you're dealing with your own biases, you actually have some influence. Breathe, absolutely. Yeah. Also, the most annoying people in your life could be a very conservative Christian and a very out there uh, atheist. 
They're the two most annoying people in the world. Why? I'm, I'm pretty much the most extreme they're, person I know. They're all out here, right? There's a, there's a lot of good things happening in the middle, and there's no reason why people can't kind of kind of meet up in the middle. It's tough, though, when it's something like vaccination where it's affecting an innocent who's not right. allowed and able to make that choice. And I think that, you know, again, it, with anyone with a strong belief, you have a limited amount of influence mm. um, with, with those sort of things where, you know, I know the, the doctor who uh, did all the autism link between MMR and stuff like that was disbarred because it was all fake. Mm. Um, you know, and you, sometimes by presenting evidence, you can help and shape things. Sometimes. And sometimes <laughs> if something's really core and important to you um, in terms of the welfare of another, mm -hmm. I think if, if your heart's in the right place and you're doing it in the best interest of someone else, not necessarily yourself, um, then that's, that's worthwhile, at least giving it a go, and then preparing to deal with the fallout if you're happy to risk you know, losing a relationship on that, you know, maybe saving a, a life. Yeah, they've got five kids. We covered that, so. Oof. Oh, really? Yeah. That's just... good. Send them to Disneyland. They love it there. Yeah. That's good. Ah, yeah. yeah. You get different kind of shots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we still have a good relationship, by the way. So. Good. Good. That's but they're still anti-vax, so there's yeah. that. I like this follow-up, though. I like <laughs> yeah. hearing how things are going. Mm. We've had a few of those this week. Uh, thank you for your question. Right. That was thank awesome. You. Cheers. Um, Sadly, uh, we are at the end of things. I feel this is one of those where I feel like we could go for a really long time, and the stuff just keeps coming out of great people, and we can have great uh, answers. You know what, up here. Scott? Yeah. They they could go along to um, Patreon.com/slash yeah. HyperHelp, yeah, yeah. and ensure that there's a, another platform in which they could ask these I questions. I completely agree. And, and get maybe that sort just of maybe one of these days, it might be kind of fun to pull Wendy back into that and Wouldn't do that one there. Yeah. Until the therapy show becomes a thing again, that might be fun. So I just didn't we'll know he'd be so good. I thought I would be raining him oh, in this well, I'm whole sorry. time. I feel, I feel like I've disappointed Park your personal yeah, biases yeah. at the door. Yeah. It's because I'm English. Yeah. Yes. The British make everything better. It's fair enough. Um, but anyway, I want to thank you guys for attending. This is really a great crowd, and I'm, I'm so happy. I wasn't sure how we do. We got a lot of awesome other panels happening, and wasn't sure we were going to fill Who this room, against? but we did. I don't know. DTNS. Boring. Uh, Lame. Uh, oh, and the, the tabletop panel. Oh, no, we had no problem. People love space. board yeah, games. Yeah. That's good. Well, this is this is what you do when you're playing a board game. That's right. You know, you, you, well, no, I don't know. I don't yeah, know what's really going on. No, but thanks for turning up. It's nice to have a full room. Yeah, yeah this is awesome. We really you. appreciate it. Uh, look forward to doing something like this again sometime. Thank you all for being here and have fun the rest of the day. show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.